Welcome to Rewrite the Mother Code, the show where we can explore our inner mothers to actualize our greatest selves. Through interviews with incredible guests, live coaching sessions, and my own experiences, we're going to dive deep into embracing feminine values and reparenting ourselves. So be prepared to show up, hold space, and be mothered in a way that you never have before but have always needed. It's time to rewrite the mother code. Hi, and welcome to this week's episode of Rewrite the Mother Code with me, your host, Dr. Gertrude Lyons. Today is one of those special days that I get to meet with Elizabeth Twazan. If this is your first tuning in to one of the Elizabeth Twazan episodes, you're in for a treat because I've been following Elizabeth. We have been able to kind of be right real time with her through her pregnancy, birth, and now new mamahood. And I'll tell you, it has been so inspiring, so beautiful, really authentic, real, in the moment. I, I I just can't say enough. And I really want to encourage you, if you haven't listened to all the episodes, to take time to start at the beginning and follow her journey. I would love to hear your reactions. I'd love to hear what you're learning and what's coming up for you as Elizabeth vulnerably and courageously just brings her full self to the show. So without further ado, let's see where we find Elizabeth today, and I can't wait. Well, welcome back, Elizabeth. So great to have you on my podcast for our series. Thank you. Thank you. It's yeah. really good to be here. Thanks, Gertrude. Absolutely. Well, I saw you, was it last week or two weeks ago? Uh, last week for a coaching session and we're like, mm -hmm. there were some things that we were talking about, like, oh yeah, we gotta, we gotta get back. We gotta record. <laughs> yeah. And talk about some of these things even more. So yeah. uh, let's see today is, um, will be 15 weeks postpartum and fi 15 weeks of life today. Okay. Um, and one kind of milestone that we passed not too long ago it was in the 13th week was the, was three months, three yeah. months of life. And that it represents like measuring time, you know, if we're measuring time in that particular way, it's like, that's the fourth trimester. Right. That's the fourth trimester is like the 13th week and the third month after of, of postpartum. And I was like, that, that's really cool for a, a bajillion reasons. Mm -hmm. And, um, Kind of another transition that I'm that I'm doing in in my like personal growth work, you know, we we have assignments to really work our own our own things that we have going on, and I've been in the self created assignment, and I've called it newborn retreat, <laughs> um, for 15 weeks, yeah. and yeah, I set up the parameters of what I wanted that to look like, and and but it's still it's still it's still very a very free flowing, emerging kind of experience. But I decided that I wanted to pass that assignment. 
um, pass meaning like finish being in that assi- assignment, not to say I'm going to stop being with an infant child or like, <laughs> you know, but I'm declaring that the retreat part of being with my newborn is like, I feel complete with that. And even like the transition from the word newborn to the word like infant, like, <laughs> you know, if we were going to give it a title, all these things, sure. Um, no, we and... want to recognize and acknowledge and pay attention and our awareness of the significance of this transition mm-hmm. and, you know, this period of time. And, and so that's, you know, what, and I'm going to have you keep going, but just to underline, you know, all these aspects, like, yeah, that those just kind of sometimes naturally happen, sometimes not, but marking them uh, is what we want to talk about. Yeah. So I, even before I had realized that I, and I don't think I even realized that I wanted to mark it until I was like, I think I'm ready, until I said to myself, I think I'm ready to pass that assignment. And then you were like, oh, well, what will you do to mark the assignment uh, pass, like to celebrate, ritualize, ceremonialize, what will, what Mm -hmm. will that look like? And I was like, I don't know. I hadn't thought about (laughs) that, you know, because the assignment pass is very, there's not like a ritual built in or like a ceremony mm-hmm. or celebration. There's, there is a little you reflect, bit of, there's some yeah, reflection there's some and... reflection and some acknowledgement in that like personal growth sure. community. Um, but that like, doesn't include the baby, right? <laughs> like she doesn't come <laughs> to my class. Uh, but so we were going to visit my brother and sister-in-law out of town this weekend and I asked if they would be willing to like, as part of our quality time together, support me in like marking the transition and like create kind of a, a ritualized celebration of some kind. And they were thrilled to support me with that. And the way that it, I had a few very, like everyone kind of made some suggestions about like what that could look like. But what I, one of the things I really loved about it is like, we didn't, it wasn't like, okay, we're going to do like from two to three o'clock, we're going to do this and this and this. Like, it wasn't like, there was not a schedule. It was Mm. just, it really did emerge over, over the course of the weekend. And like, we had a bonfire and I like spoke about, like, I kind of did a little, I did a verbal reflection over the bonfire as I was holding her. Mm. And then like everyone in turn, like, shared their reflections and wishes and visions and that alone was lovely and then the next day and we found out that it was the new moon um Uh, (laughs) right i love those gosh (laughs) (laughs) thanks universe um my my sister-in-law did like a, a new moon tarot reading that was just i mean i would say to die for but like to live for like it was really just spot on and and very impactful for me and she really did that reading for me as new mother right and my brother did he like did his own I had never seen this it was like a like a spell casting kind of thing and I didn't know what he was doing but he explained everything afterwards he's like here's this spell that I'm essentially offering like it's like an invocation to the universe for us and they did a little bit for me a little bit for my husband ryan and a little bit for mm-hmm. baby lila rose and it's like here's my my visions hopes and intentions for like the energy that i'm sending 
to you. And he told me, I, I don't think I really realized this. He, when we told, uh, like kind of sent the memo, like, Hey, we're in labor. <laughs> Ta-da! Um, he did the same. Oh, he, wow. he like, he like really considered what kinds of prayers and intentions am I, do I want to send your way? And he like used this tool to help him verbalize it kind of, you know, concretize, like, what is it that I wish for you? And um, it was really, really special. So that is so beautiful. And I want to underline that you said, you know, it's not like then I realized it myself that I'd like to commemorate, you know, honor this, this phase, this transition. And I'm going to be somewhere with people that would be willing and participants in that and also actually help and just putting that intention out, you didn't have to then like sit down, like, okay, now what are we going to, like you said, right. you know, you had ideas, you know, you had thoughts about what you want to, and it doesn't mean you can't come up with a, well, we're going to spend the morning for these few hours, you know, for an hour or 20 sure. minutes or five minutes, you know, whatever you can do that. But I just want to speak to the power of intention. And then maybe you would have noticed it was a new moon. I don't know, you know, so both like that intention brings like a specialness of that particular new moon into being right mm -hmm. and it's like whoa like what and then you see it as a gift like what a gift like um maybe it was a coincidence maybe not maybe things are more aligned than i think who knows right like but yeah. it's still beautiful to acknowledge and i think that's what's so beautiful about what you're talking about just by acknowledging that these gifts came you know out of it and your brother you know sharing in this way and you know bringing forth uh, this and I mean you haven't said specifics about the the cards the the new moon reading that you had but that it it really yeah resonated with you I could and, I could probably have um, an entire podcast session talking about that reading um so yeah. I, it was you really can hit a couple highlights yeah <laughs> go ahead and hit a couple highlights we're fine with that gosh well one she was using a particular deck that kind of like the the cycle of the new moon reading is like beginnings progress, manifestations. I'm not recalling the whole spread, but then it kind of cycles back to and new beginnings again. Like what's, wow. what's, you know, it's like the first kind of like marking and acknowledging first beginnings all the way to like the next new beginning. And um, for the first beginning, we had like the elder of swords and the, the way, or like the equivalent of, um, actually, I'm not super familiar with Sure. In the first place, but the We're, we so, want to do this respectfully, but understanding that mm -hmm. you know this isn't like your. Yeah, you know, this is not. I'm not thing. an expert. I just I was the recipient, and um, the significance that I took away from that is like that's kind of a, a marker of like the user and the seeker and the and the transmission of like knowledge and wisdom and like mm. really to me reflected like I came into motherhood like I did my reading. I did my mm. research. I came in like, I'm going to learn about how this works. And like, I 100% <laughs> align with that. Like nice. just kind of a very high level. There's obviously there's so much more, but um, the final card, now the new beginnings was mm. the ace of swords. And like that, my first beginning was like the last, the high, the last card in the suit. And now we're at the first card in the suit mm -hmm. is my new, new beginnings. And it's like a signifier of openness and change and, 
and thinking about something that Ryan said to me just a few days ago. <laughs> he said, you know, this may not always be true, but I'd like my heuristic for our lives to be openness to adventure, openness to mm. possibility. And rather than like the fear of like, well, what about the baby? Well, what about this? And what about that? And it's like, what if, what if we said um, yes to the adventures that we want mm. and figured it out from there, even if we didn't know how that it was going wow. to work. Uh, another aspect of the Ace of Swords is like, for me, that for, for my relevance is like, I'm going to have a career transition in this next quarter. And I don't know what that is going to look like. And right. that can be really scary. It can be really scary. And, and another thing we discussed in our session last week was I've just started being excited mm -hmm. about, well, what is it that I would like? What is it that I do want? And what, you know, it's a seeing it as a an opportunity to to explore to like and explore sounds like it's an external thing but also like explore for myself what is it that yeah. i am hungry for next in this in this next season so right. that was one highlight <laughs> that was really yeah. special well, about the reading that's a one big one um yeah, yeah. And i think <laughs> i definitely getting that we could and it would be fun to explore it even more but just that we've talked about this but this is something that I really want muscles I want us to like work on and why I do my retreats to take us away and like remember that we can get messages in so many ways and guidance and support from the new moon from you know uh, a friend with the reading through what your brother um, was invoking you know for you and your family and the nature and you mentioned you know, the, the bonfire and, you know, the, the cleansing, purifying mm -hmm. all the different ways you can use fire to invoke a space. And so I, I feel like I'm, I'm there with you in ways, just, just because you're bringing these elements, you know, to the forefront. Yeah. I'm, I'm very glad for these talks that we've had. Mm -hmm. Um, these, these podcasts is because like, it's such a big experience and like, there's no, you know, like I was just reading like people's people write their memoirs and autobiographies and things like that. Like the amount that I could write about the richness of the experience that I've had, it'd be too much. To mm. <laughs> it's so much. Could I describe it? Yes. Would it actually capture the experience? A little, a little right. bit. Get an idea. Um, um. So, so I, one of my, uh, I don't know, responses to the bigness of the experience is I just kind of like keep it for myself mm. and that works sometimes, but it's also really, really good for me and really special to share and explore like verbally <laughs> a little mm. bit. <laughs> um, it's just a high, it can help me highlight like what it is that I want to harvest and enrich from mm. the experience and like take next yeah well and it's mm. been great for me too because yeah. i thank you for exploring yay 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 um 
what I loved about this, you know, the conversation that we started and now even dig, now that you've, you know, been actually doing the celebrating and doing the acknowledging and, and creating the ritual, I'm just even more struck by, I, I think there's a book out there now, right? The fourth trimester or that, you know, it is spoken of a little bit, I think, in the mom atmosphere, but I'm just like, wow, this is really important. <laughs> you know, really, really important to designate, like, you know, because we talk so much about like the three trimesters of pregnancy and then like, then you have the baby. Well, okay. And then I, it just doesn't to, to segment this way and just to see and have been with you, you know, over these three months to watch your evolution. It's like, yeah, that, that was really a trimester's worth of, of work. And you're in a very different place. You are from the day she was born to today. And I know you mentioned something like, gosh, I wish I hadn't worried so much about certain things, you know, and I don't know that we can avoid that, but I'm thinking that the more we acknowledge, like, what is that? You know, what are some of the essences of that trimester? And, and there'll be time for that, that worry, you know, and it's going to come to me more naturally and it will, I will evolve, you know, more toward that. And I think this was for you, mostly around career and business. And what am I doing, you know, after this, this period of time mm-hmm. that I acknowledged, but how do I use that trimester to move me forward? Not in such a, maybe a, I think where, where the worry comes from, and you could tell me if this is true for you, but my theory now in this is we're thinking of it in such a masculine term. What am I going to do when yep. in this next phase versus you know, when I'm in probably one of the most ultimate being spaces that I can may or may not access in my life, but I am in nurture, be, protect, nest, hold this space. And it probably really isn't what we should be thinking about. I don't know, like there's a certain level of trust Mm. that's needed for that. There's, because I don't know that we can have it planned ahead of time. Well, I'm going to have that all figured out so that during, you know, that trimester, I don't, I don't have to worry about it. Yeah, I th- I think that's one of the, you know, I had a, a another thing to note is like I've now had my first full week back in part some part-time work post maternity leave and and like that's I am so grateful that I had the leave that I had and I get oh gosh, speaking of the masculine and the urge to be productive, it's so much part of the ethos of the world that we're swimming in that that you know when you step back and even just look at maternity or let's say like parental leave uh, from work and how that's treated in the states versus like other places in the world it's like oh okay right we want to go back get back to the doing that is the culture that we're in Uh, and I'm in it. Mm-hmm. I'm in, um, I'm part of that fabric of, of society. And I can see like how being back at work or in a space of like having tasks and like things to do very mm-hmm. differently from in like how fourth trimester went for me, like having things to do has in some ways been really good for me in terms of like it's hard to describe the like, okay, I have a, I have another place to be Mm -hmm. another place to be another way of being. 
that I'm exercising that hasn't been exercised for a little while. Mm. And, and then that feels good, you know, like, oh yes, I have other gifts. Yeah. I have other skills. Yeah. That's cool to remember. <laughs> yeah. To remember, right? Um, like, it's- yeah. And also like, I completely now see having been in this transition, I completely now see how people, usually women, go from being very career oriented to being stay-at-home moms. Mm-hmm. Like how I was like, oh yeah, oh. that makes perfect sense <laughs> to me in a way that it I think it never could have if I hadn't had a fourth trimester where I was really on leave. I'm like, wow, mm-hmm. I really like being here. Mm-hmm. I really like being here. And that doesn't mean it's always easy. It doesn't mean I like every single second, mm-hmm. <laughs> but globally, like we just on this call right before we hit record, I was, yeah. you know, you saw me with, with the I baby. Did. I didn't want to leave the baby. It's like, <laughs> okay, do we have to do a recording or can we just stare at the baby? Yeah. It's like so cool to be with her. And that is still part of my job as one of her primary caregivers mm-hmm. and like as her mother is like and I'm so glad that that's one of my jobs it's unbelievable how cool I find it to like be with this baby like I I have this experience of myself like I didn't think I was even a one of my one of my irrational fears becoming a mother it was like Oh, I'm not even really like a baby person. Like I don't even really mm, like yeah. babies that much in general. But boy, oh boy, do do I love this one? Speaking of liking ways of being, I like that with my like friends who have their children. I'm like, oh yes, I love to hear about them. I love to see your pictures. I love to see what you'd like to share. Uh, about them and about your experience with them whereas in a past version of myself I would have been like I don't care (laughs) like I don't have a relationship with your kids I have a relationship with you and and like that's like what is what are you talking about and one of the things I that I want to continue working on into the future is like is a lot of my attention and energy going toward this little being yes um is she consuming my whole identity? No. Have we grown together and are we continuing to grow together? Yes. Do we also have distinct identities and relationships and things that we like and don't like and do or don't do? Like, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. All of this. Um, so I, I want to keep growing in my, like the possibilities of who, yes. who I am as a person while I'm also supporting this little person to learn and grow and figure out who she is. Hi, I'm so excited to share with you my 2024 Spring Equinox Self-Mothering Retreat that's happening this March, 2024. And I would love for you not only to consider it, but to attend. But in considering it, Hey, just knowing that you would be leaving cold weather, if that's the space that you're in and coming down to just magnificently beautiful, warm, nourishing place of Zihuatanejo, Mexico. Zihuatanejo meaning land of the goddess women and coming to really take time for yourself. 
Okay, and that I am learning more and more isn't just a nice thing to do or something extravagant or something selfish. It's essential. And I really want you to take it seriously to consider, you know, just think about what would it take for me to go? It's a five and a half day retreat, getting from where you are, getting there, landing there, and then being in a space that is all about you. It's all about nourishing you. It's all about tuning into you, using everything around us, the nature, the food, the beautiful people, the rituals, ceremonies. I bring it, you know, we really bring it. And we go deeper and deeper as the days go on and we release, we let go, we bring in what is nourishing, what is empowering, what is that space of just really divine feminine energy. And we do it in the community of women. It's not for everyone. I will be honest, you know, if the idea of leaving and not making it work or it's just too hard, not for you. If the idea of, you know, spending that amount of time inwardly focused and going to that level of self-awareness doesn't sound like something you're willing to do or put the time and energy into, then it's not for you. And it's good to know that, right? So this is for people who are serious about what it means to mother themselves, what it means to take time for ourselves and that gift and what that gift can bring to us. It was originally right after my fall retreat, it filled right up, but now some people, it turns out, are not able to come. So I do have a handful of openings. And if you're listening to this and you're willing to take that step, please reach out to me. We can do a discovery call or you can put a deposit down. I would love that. And you can do that by going to my website, www.drgertrudelyons.com. Go to events and there you go. It'll all be there. There's a beautiful page there for you to explore. I look forward to hearing from you and then seeing you on my spring retreat. Beautifully said. I love that. I love it. And it's quite frankly, the essence of rewrite the mother code <laughs> in so many ways. And what you're saying, right. Is like, Oh, I am this, I am this role. I am putting my energy here, but as I'm putting my energy there, like she's just on automatic learn and grow. Cause you know, there's so much wired in for her to do that. I am going to choose it for myself as I am her mother, as I am you know, looking at other aspects of my life and how, you know, they're going to play out and my relationship with my partner and all mm -hmm. of that. But, you know, focusing on, and I love even going back to, you know, the reading that you did for yourself in this transition was for you. It wasn't, you know, mm -hmm. it wasn't for Lila Rose, not that you can't do one for her. You know, it wasn't just for you as a mother to her. You know, this was for you, you know, mm -hmm. the, the big you. Yeah, here, here. And it's funny, I didn't even realize that it was going to be for me until we were starting. I was like, oh, <laughs> this is for me. Yeah. Oh, great. <laughs> what a blessing. What a blessing. Oh, well, I, mean, I want those to reminders and having other people say that, like, this is for you. Okay. Like, we kind of sometimes need to be pulled out of that space. Um, and that's okay. I want to share two more things that are related to this thought. Yeah, I was talking about this with my community last night at dinner. And um, so last night or yesterday afternoon, we were going to one of my friends had a was singing in a choral concert. Mm -hmm. 
and we went, brought the baby and she slept basically the whole time. Like we are the first people in that circle of friends to have children, to like have a child. And so someone else reflected that they appreciated that we are clear about that. Like we're not putting our lives on hold. Um, and it's not like sacrificing ourselves for the benefit of this child. Like we are, and it's not like, oh, we're bringing you to your first concert, like choral concert. Like, no, we're going to the choral concert and we're bringing you (laughs) along with us. Um, and the, the ethos is like, we're including you in our life. It would be a different matter perhaps if she were like disrupting the concert and we'd like that there'll be more choices for when she has when she's awake longer in the day perhaps but still even still like some are some venues going to be appropriate for young children yes we Mm. love that um are some not yes (laughs) and are sometimes will we want to go on a date just the two of us and not bring her yes like all of these things like are some things are we going to bring her to for her interest yes like all of these things are possible and the baseline is like okay how can we all have a great time and Mm -hmm. and expand our whatever it is that we are expanding our sense of community um our appreciation of something like so anyway we got reflected to that our friends are observing us as like modeling yes a way of parenting a way of that's like we're continuing living our lives and we simply have do we have new considerations absolutely and Mm -hmm. that doesn't mean we're gonna not go on adventures I so love how you're describing this and Rich and I called it and we're inviting a child into our life right yes like we're not you know, bringing a child in to then make it our life, I guess is, you know, yeah. our life um, is exactly. But I love the part about how you're leading the way, right? Because without people seeing that this is possible, like we can create this and just seeing a different paradigm, a different way to do it, that is full transparency, I, I think is more expansive and allows for more possibility. And I'm always going to be pro anything that uh, includes you know, learning and growing yourself. (laughs) And that includes Mm. you in the picture that isn't all just child centered. um, Because I don't think that's healthy for anyone. Um, But our culture seems to think that's, you know, the way we should go often, or too often. And it's easy. And as you have experienced, it's easy to get kind of lulled into it and to think like, oh, yeah, this, this should be my world now. And there are ways that she does need to very much be your world and that's beautiful, but she's not your whole world. As you just acknowledged this trimester, I mean, she was much, much more your world for these, you know, last three months than she will be for the next. And, you know, each yeah, yeah. for a while, three months is a, there's a lot that happens over three months, uh, <laughs> but it doesn't mean mm-hmm. it doesn't continue forever because uh, it, mm. it can and does. I, I want to share one more. Please little do. anecdote yes it's been... related to my own kind of like seeing my own learning and growing opportunities in the midst of parenting this tiny being so I had two instances 
and I, I talked this over with my partner. This is how I came to this insight. There were a couple instances yesterday that other people were holding the baby mm-hmm. and I didn't like how they were holding her. And, and what I mean in this case was like, they basically they didn't act like I act uh, with the baby, like um, making eye contact, talking to her. Um, like those are things that, that are very strongly in my practice mm-hmm. of how I am with her. And it's rare for me to be holding her and not like engaging or including her. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so I was like, Ooh, that irks me. And I don't like that. And, but I didn't say anything at the time. And I talked it over with Ryan afterwards. And the thing that he said that helped me come to my next conclusion was like, cause like, we were like, okay, well, I was at first thinking like, oh, okay. Do I want to like gently give an invitation? Do I want to give any feedback? Do I want to like suggest that people do such and so maybe, but mm-hmm. ultimately Ryan said, seems like there's a yearning there. And then I was like, oh, that's my yearning, not necessarily hers. Mm. And like in both of those instances, it's not like she was crying or upset, like she was content to be held <laughs> and and didn't in this seem way, in this other way. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that that's my hunger to not only be held, but also to be seen and to engage and to be understood like that's that's mine (laughs) and I like totally wholesale projected on her and there's not like a there's not like a problem with her being held and not engaged every second like that's gonna need to be okay and Mm -hmm. um I can learn to be okay and soothe my inner child be like I see you I see you I see you and Mm -hmm. I, I hear you that you are hungry to be seen and known and like, and I love you. If I can still choose whether or not I want to say anything to anyone ever about how they're interacting with my child. And I'm sure I will Mm -hmm. at some point for various reasons, but yeah, like I can also allow her to have different kinds of relationships with other people mm-hmm. and not freaking micromanage everyone. <laughs> so like, and soothe myself yeah. when I need to and acknowledge my own yearnings and keep working on pulling apart when the yearnings are mine versus like when I think there's something missing for her. Hmm. So that's, that oh, was that's, my... Uh... Well, that's yay for bringing in yet another like pearl of wisdom. And we, I swear we haven't like, you know, predetermined these perfectly reflections of rewrite the mother code, uh, but <laughs> I am very happy to see them in action in this way, Elizabeth, really, because, you know, what you just talked about, it's, it's, it sounds simple, but it also is very complex. Uh, and takes a, a fair amount of self-awareness, maybe a lot of self-awareness uh, and social emotional intelligence, if we want to you know, name it that way. And that you have a partner that's in tune and aligned with that also, you know, so 
Mm-hmm. You know, that when I can't quite see it in that moment yet for myself, where maybe I'm acknowledging like I'm having feelings or I'm having a yearning, he was able to step in and say that. And rather than you get defensive or a myriad of other responses that we could have um, to his suggestion of what, you know, something to consider. It's like, oh, oh yeah. Like what? And then he takes you on a whole different thought trajectory that, Mm -hmm. and none of them are right or wrong, right? Like for you to have standards or opinions or, you know, thoughts about how you want people interacting with your child and is of, of course, okay. And at the same time, like, let's add to this. They're like, oh, but what am I feeling in this moment as I see that interaction? You know, there's that distinction between her yearning, projecting my yearning onto her. And who knows? I don't know if you said this, but there also is the like, well, that can't possibly be right what that other person is doing because I'm other best, right? Like I give her the best care. And how dare somebody else think that what they have to offer, you know, just naming all the things, (laughs) you know, that, that do mostly unconsciously kind of swirl around in there when we experience something like what you're talking about. It sounds so in some ways like mundane and benign, like, oh, so I had a reaction to somebody holding my baby and being with them in a way that isn't my norm. Um, no, it's just, just that, like, and look how much I learned from that. And, yeah, you know, and you can take that further. We can bring that into a coaching session and look at like, and then we can give you what you need and, you know, and see more so that now you're opening the door for your growth and development, your experience to expand and her world to expand. Right. Like yeah. you said, it's like, oh, gee, she, you know, yeah, I still need to have a protective eye. I'm not going to let anything go down that like really isn't okay. We're not talking that. Like, right. Yeah. Let her have any experience. Like, no, um, no. But once, yeah. once we check out that she's safe, like you did, like she seems to be comfortable and safe and she's not squirmy or fussy or, you know, anything like maybe this could be okay. What a beautiful moment <laughs> that that became. Right. Yeah. Uh, and again, like those, those, moments past kind of like circling back to like the idea of describing everything or like memorializing anything like these moments passed in a few moments like a few minutes a handful of minutes and like the richness that I have received from like taking the time like wait a second something is going on here is worth paying attention to what Mm -hmm. is this like because I've talked about it with Ryan. I've now talked about it with you. I'm probably going to talk about it with my lab and our, my assignment pass tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like it's worth repeating. Yeah. For me, that's one of the ways right. like repetition is totally a tool for learning. And I really want to practice and, and honor that, like what I've learned so far and remind myself mm-hmm. that, you know, not, not done yet. No. <laughs> nor will I be <laughs> I said yet I, said, I know gonna be done. <laughs> you know better we just have to underline it <laughs> wow it's so beautiful uh Elizabeth and that's why I'm, every time I'm like well we'll see like I don't know how long we'll continue these conversations but for the time being we're 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 keeping going <laughs> because yeah. when I think about the journey I mean we didn't start recording until like maybe June. So maybe it's been six, five, six months and look at 
all that has transpired. Right. But I mean, we've been working Mm -hmm. together longer than that. So I know, you know, the journey, but just putting it in this form, because as you said about modeling for your, your friend group, Mm. you know, being the first to do this Mm. and showing them something different and something that then they can maybe have more choice in how they, you know, decide to go about this whole experience. I'm hoping this reaches and touches a whole lot of people um, and you being willing and vulnerable enough to, you know, come on and share. I just can't tell you how much I appreciate it. Thank you. It's a truly a blessing for me. I never want us to end, but we're going to end this one. Um, <laughs> we're going to end this with one. so many great nuggets, <laughs> right? But I'm so glad that we got right on it because you're still like, you know, at this juncture and in your transition from fourth trimester into mm-hmm. we can I think we should still call it the fifth trimester because you're still giving Frankly. birth you know yeah. I mean <laughs> yeah she's only three months old you know just over yeah. three months old so I know oh gosh it's insane <laughs> I love I love it's pretty cool I love my life uh, I love my life yeah I don't think I've like said that out loud in a long time but like that is that is the truth you're here yeah oh my gosh and that's what I want for all of us to love our lives in whatever way, whatever we're, you know, venturing into and, and taking on. But I think showing what's possible and living what's possible um, from a truly grounded, sensory, emotional, like the whole mess of it and the whole beauty of it all adds up to loving my life and that that's possible. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Really cool. Not just pretty cool. Really cool. Yeah. Okay, my dear. <laughs> well, um, until our next time, thank you so much. Until next again. Time. Yeah. Until next time. What a beautiful episode with Elizabeth. Come on. Can you all agree that the way Elizabeth just keeps showing up, bringing what's both celebrating, which I think is really sometimes some one of the hardest things in new motherhood is to celebrate the wins and really acknowledge and take in, you know, what has been going well and small steps and little victories. And Elizabeth consistently is challenging herself to really be in the whole, everything that new motherhood brings, right. And be in it from a space of growth and transformation and learning uh, that I continuously find really beautiful and inspiring. And this episode was no different. So please take the time to take some moments and really check in with yourself. What feelings did this evoke for you? What did it stir up with you? If you're a woman who has gone through, you know, those first few months of new motherhood. And I know for me, it's been bringing up a lot of unfinished business, as I call it, around uh, emotions and feelings kind of both celebrating and being with some things that I think I just kind of brushed over. And there's also a way that Elizabeth is just in it so beautifully and fully that I'm allowing myself to be with some of the sadness of, oh, I wish I could do it again kind of thing, but um, that's all good. It's all really, really good. And if, you know, the direct experience isn't anything remotely in your purview, there's always space for us to find where we can relate, you know, where is it that embarking on a new adventure, really being stressed, really being confronted with 
how do I make some big decisions and choices that seem little, but, but aren't. And what do I do in the face of family and friends when they challenge those decisions or I'm doing something that's out of the norm or different from, you know, what is our cultural norm and how, how do I navigate that? And I think Elizabeth brings to the table some really beautiful ways to do that. And I'm blessed and lucky that we get to do it together. These are really not interviews, they're coaching sessions. And, you know, this has been really also really adding to the depth of the coaching that she's continued throughout this. And I feel very blessed and privileged to be with her and on her journey. So if that sparks any interest for you, wherever you are in your mothering journey, I'm here for you. Please reach out. You can always find me on Instagram at Dr. Gertrude Lyons, or you can find me on my website, www.dr, and that's D-R, Gertrude, G-E-R-T-R-U-D-E, Lyons, L-Y-O-N-S.com. See you soon. Thank you so much for choosing yourself and taking the time to listen to this podcast. As always, please rate, review, and subscribe to Rewrite the Mother Code. It helps other people who need this message, aka all women, well, actually everybody, men included, to find it. I'm honored to have you on this journey in mothering yourself. Remember, change is uncomfortable, but it's beautiful and it starts with us. And if you can't wait until next week's episode, follow me on Instagram and LinkedIn at Dr. Gertrude Lyons or at my website, drgertrudelyons.com and sign up for my newsletter. I'll see you next time.